y'all, Pine here. I'm just jumping in at the start of the episode to let y'all know that this episode serves as our mid-season finale. Can you believe we're already halfway through season two? I can't, and I wrote and edited the show. Instead of a two-week break like I took last year, I'm going to be taking three weeks off of posting new episodes. This is going to serve three purposes. It's going to give me time to finish editing the second half of the season, going to give me time to finish writing the third season of the show, which will be the last season of the show, and it's giving me time to finish writing arc two for my next show, Forged Bonds, which is set to start recording in February. This feed won't be going completely dark, though. We'll be having a feed drop of a show I am super excited about, along with a blooper reel for the first half of the season. And if you want some bonus content, I'll be starting to release commentaries for the first season of our show over on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash pods. Thank you so much for listening to the first half of the season. I'll see y'all again on February 7th to start the back half of the show. Enjoy! Tales from the Fringes of Reality, Episode 18, Silver and Minerva. Silver Martinez, recording live from the fringes. Dad says that there's a surprise for me today, and that I'd want to record what happens. I'm not sure what it could be since it isn't my birthday. At least, I don't think it is. Time's a little funny here, at least that's what Gran and Mama tell me. But they would have mentioned if it was my birthday, which means this is a for-fun surprise. You ready, kiddo? Coming, Dad. Say hi to the recorder, everyone. Hi. Hi. recorder. Are you ready, little one? Of course. Wonderful. Alistair, if you would. Silver, I'd like you to meet Minerva. She's housed in this diamond screen here and will be a friend, we hope. Whoa, you talk in music. It's nice to meet you, Minerva. I'm Silver. You... you were made for me? We know it can be a little lonely without other kids to play with. And while Minerva isn't exactly another kid, we thought she might ease the loneliness a little bit. I love her. Thank you, thank you, thank you! I'm Minerva. It's really cool to meet you. I've never met anyone without a physical body before. You're made of magic, just like me, right? That's so cool! Since you're made of magic, does that mean you're a caster? No? Oh, you need a body to cast? I guess that makes sense. Alistair does a lot of hand-waving when they cast spells. If you're just magic in the screen, you probably don't have any hands to wave. That's okay, though. We can still have a lot of fun together, even if you don't have hands. Since you could talk, you could tell stories, right? Or I could tell them to you? That's my favorite game. 
It's just like my dad's work, except his stories are real. One time- Darling, take a breath. You don't have to get all of your thoughts out in one go. Minerva is going to be sticking around, isn't that right? If she's going to stick around, why did dad want me to record? I thought you'd like a log of your time together. Kind of like the videos of your mom I showed you. In her reality, those were called home movies. <laughs> I thought you might like some of those too. Well, if mom did them, I guess it can't hurt to do some too. What do you say, Minerva? Want to make a home movie with me? Minnie, Minnie, guess what? Alistair said that they were going to teach me how to make creatures tomorrow. He said I could design whatever I want and he'd show me how to make it real with magic. Isn't that cool? I know, I know, Minnie. It's stuff that you could do easily in your screens, but we can't put them into reality when we make them ourselves. No, that's not what I meant. It's still cool even when they aren't going into reality. I love making stuff with you, Minnie. You know I do. It's just that this is one of the first big magics I get to do. Alistair said that now that I'm 12, I can start doing more training and casting. They know what they're doing, Minnie. You don't have to worry about my safety. I promise. They're my family, Minnie. They wouldn't let anything bad happen to me. Do you want to help me start thinking up a creature to create? This way it's coming from both of us. Silver and Minerva, creator of beasts. That's the spirit. I'm thinking something round, like an egg. It's not easily broken. Stone! That's a great idea, Minnie. A stone egg. And it has tentacles. Why? Because tentacles make it spooky, duh. You don't think we should make it scary? Guess it being an egg does kind of make it less scary than I thought. What if it's like a prank creature? Yeah! It's just a little jokester. This is why we have to work together, Minnie. You take all my ideas and make them better than I could ever dream. That's why we're best friends, though, isn't it? I should go bring my design to Alistair. Maybe he'll let us start early. Don't be like that, Minnie. You know you're allowed to leave this space here if you want to come with us. Your screen has a float sensor. You could control that out there just like you do in here. They're my family, Minnie. I have to spend time with them. I love them. Just like I love you. We're family. And they're family, too. Why don't you come with me today? I'm sure Alistair would love to have you around and... That was mean, Minerva. I... I need to go. I'll see you later, okay? But I don't understand why you're so against this idea, Min. I mean, I have to jump into reality eventually. I was born there. I haven't seen my ideas in forever, and Dad has assured me it's safe to make this jump now that I've spent more time on the fringes. Oh, don't give me that bullshit, Minerva. You and I both know this is safe. Just do a scan of my magic levels. I'm not going to be gone for very long, and Dad will be with me the entire time. Do you just... not want me to leave or something? Just because you've decided that you want to be confined to this room doesn't mean that I have to be confined to this room with you.
I don't get why you're so obsessed with staying in this place anyway. It's a workstation. When we were kids. Yes, I get it. You weren't a kid in the traditional sense, but you know what I mean and are just choosing to be pedantic about it. We used to spend time all over this house, breaking into all the hidden rooms and playing in the tide pool of magic outside. What happened to that, Minerva? What happened to the Minerva who would go on adventures with me rather than just trying to keep me confined to my work all the time? You're my best friend, Min, but I need other people too. You need other people too. I swear, half the time you keep Dad locked out of here for no reason, and gods forbid Crayon or Mama try to come in here, you'd think they were, like, trying to kill you or something with the way that you lock this place down. I don't want to fight with you, Min. You're my friend. You're my family, and I love you so much, but I can't let you dictate my life for me. Jumping is a part of my job, a part of my life, and if you can't accept that... I know you're worried about me, Min, and I appreciate that, but nothing bad will happen to me when I'm with my dad. I promise. Stars above, Minerva. They're just... They're so cool. No one ever gets lost on the fringes. Well, no one except for my mom. But this person has a high enough magic level that they can stay. Or at least, that's what Opal said. They have a few theories about where this person wandered in from, apparently. I've never been around anyone who isn't family. You are family, Minerva. You know this. From the moment we met, you were family. We're my best friend. And I'm not trying to replace you, it's just... Nice to meet Wim is all. Minerva? Minerva, come on. Just come outside and talk with everyone. Don't just make assumptions based on your little wiretaps that you've hidden around the house. Yeah, we know about those. I thought they were your way of trying to ease back into interacting with everyone, but... Can we just talk, Minerva? Please? I was surprised by the heartline too, you know. Marigold never said anything, never let on that it was there. I... Wim is very dear to me. You know that. To know that a heartline was forged between us was... Is! Exciting! It's a new opportunity for me. One I never thought I'd get to have, and... It's not about whether or not you're enough, Minerva. You're my best friend. You know this. This is just... It's something new. Neither of us know enough about it to define it yet. We're just kind of going with the flow and seeing what happens. This doesn't change anything, Min. It doesn't have to change anything. It's not like having a heart line means that I'm not allowed to have any other friends or that I'm forced to do anything I don't want to do. Have you considered for a moment that I could be happy about this for me? That I don't have to put you first like I always do? Bullshit. Every step of the way, every step of my life, I've put your feelings first. I've consulted you. I've made sure that you were aware and made decisions that I wouldn't have made if you hadn't been there trying to push me in that direction.
I mean, look at this room. This room hasn't changed since I was a child because this is the room that you built for us. It doesn't matter that we've both outgrown this space or that you have chosen to isolate yourself because I was putting your feelings first. Just because I haven't bent to your every desire doesn't mean that I haven't been putting you into every decision I have ever made in my life, Minerva. You're always there in my mind. Always. I just... I just want to be able to make a decision for me. I want to be able to say I'm excited about the heartline forming between me and Wim without having to leave a celebration to console you like you're a child. Because I'm tired of this, Minerva. I'm just... I'm just tired. It feels like we're constantly butting heads, especially where Wim is involved, and I just can't. I can't keep doing this. I can't keep coming in here and trying to make you understand that every moment of happiness in my life isn't an attack against you. You... We've been best friends for so long, Min. I have been your friend for so long. At some point... At some point, I guess I had hoped you would start being my friend again, too. I'm heading back to the party. You could come or you could stay and wallow in your own misery. I'm done arguing with you. You know, I don't think any of us ever actually listened to that log. It's fine, Wim. I'm not angry with you. None of us would be, not for this. It's only natural that you'd want to listen to her logs, to hear her moments. No, no one could fault you for that. I never knew they had such a large argument before she was taken. I suppose that does explain some of the memory alteration. Minerva must have thought that we drove a wedge between them rather than... Well, that's another story, I suppose. I shouldn't speculate, even about the being that stole my grandchild from me. It was hard for us to listen to any of his logs after he vanished. You've seen the way the others, even myself, have reacted to the newer logs. At least these emotions can be channeled into anger and actions. Listening to old recordings. The only thing that comes of those is grief. But you didn't have all that much time with Silver, did you? Four years in the face of their whole lifetime is nothing, while also being everything. You didn't see them grow up, didn't see the aftermath of each one of those logs. You knew them at their most current state. Or at least the most current before Minerva ripped them out of their own head. You might think my daughter rash for wanting to tear Minerva to pieces. Or you might think she's correct. All I know is this, Wim. Some things can never be forgiven. Yeah. Have you found them? Yes, darling, I have. Come in. You'll want to see this. Stars, kid, you gave me a heart attack when we couldn't find you and... Oh. I think you can see why they wanted some privacy. That's... All of them, yes. Including the log from the day before they were taken. It's definitely rough to hear, I will admit, but... I think we've all put it off long enough. Darling, do you honestly think it will help to hear it? It will help us understand... And the more we understand... The easier it will be to find them. You're right. You're right. I just... 
I don't know if the kids will be able to handle this. These were their final moments before. Some of them, yes, but not all of them. These were the final moments with Minerva before Silver was taken, but not our final moments with them. It's not so much reliving a tragedy as seeing things from a different angle. We won't make them listen alone. Nothing they do, they will ever do alone, Ro, you know that. But I think it will help. I think it has to help. You are welcome to come with me if you'd like, Wim. I know you've listened to the recording already and don't want you to do anything you don't wish to. I will leave you to it, then. Let us know if you need anything. Come along, darling. Let's get the others gathered. Wim is very dear to me. You know that. To know that a heartline was forged between us was... is... exciting! It's a new opportunity for me, one I never thought I'd get to have, and... Wim is very dear to me. You know that. To know that a heartline was forged between us was... is... exciting! Wim is very dear to me. You know that. Wim is very dear to me. Wim is very dear to me. Wim is very dear to me. Tales from the Fringes of Reality was written and edited by Pine Gonzalez. This episode featured Julian Daly as Guillermo, Tatiana Gefter as Marigold, Michelle Kelly as Alexandria, Tariq Esau as Sparrow, and Pine Gonzalez as Silver. Our theme was provided by Jared Coleman. You could find him on Spotify and SoundCloud at GTXC. Connect with us on social media at The Fringes Pod or subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash pine tree pods. Thank you for listening. We hope to see you on The Fringes again soon.